0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash Trash or Treasure, Treasure. the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recommendations, maybe, but certainly recaps and discussions about whatever we read this week. So, Amy, what did we read? We read The Spellman Files by Lisa Lutz. Delightful. Would you like to do the spoiler-free recap?
1: I think you're best placed to do this one because it's one of those where I'm going to, like, do a sentence or too much information. Yeah,
0: it's a tough one. I, I would agree it's an actually a tough spoiler-free recap to give. All right, okay, I'll, I'll give it a crack. I think you'd say, like, the, the characters. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Okay, and then the premise. Okay, so, yeah, I think it has to be mostly premise-based. So this is the first in a series, so it sets up the world. And the world is Monday modern-day, well, I suppose it's – a little bit older now, but whatever, modern-day-ish, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And the Spellmans are a family of private investigators and the eldest daughter of the Spellman clan, whatever her name is. Izzy. Izzy, thank you. I was going to say Stephanie and I was like, no, No. I'm just thinking of Stephanie Plum. Yes. Uh, She is in like her late 20s. I think she's 27 when the book starts. And it's pretty much told – it's in first person – present tense when she's telling it right at the start but it then very quickly swaps to first person past tense as she kind of it's one of those books that's very much like how did we get here Well, to get you to understand this, I have to go back and tell you about blah, blah. So that's kind of the way it's told. And then it goes back and tells us all about her and her brother and her much younger sister who are all involved in the family business or not. Her brother sort of tapped out of it. And that's honestly their uncle. Uncle Ray lives with them as well. And everyone's works in this private eye kind of thing. Her younger sister, Ray, is in high school, so she's still quite young. Yeah. And her older brother, David, is a lawyer, a lawyer and is very successful and wealthy. And that's honestly kind of it. So that's then it's, the premise, but the yeah, plot a bit... sort of
1: – the plot in the first one is there's always a, a series of mysteries. And in the first yeah. one, it's Uncle Ray goes missing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would, uh, yeah. I think that's. I think that's a stretch to say that's the plot. Well, it's a component of the plot. No, but it happens a couple of times. That's solved in a. That's solved in one chapter. That's an anecdote told in a chapter. So the overarching of any – like if you're going to sort of say what's the overarching thing we keep coming back to, like as in the present day reason she is telling us Mm. the backstory, it's that Ray, the daughter, the young Ray, has gone missing. That's that's what's happened. And you do find that out pretty quickly, so I don't think it's a spoiler. She seems to have been abducted or kidnapped or whatever, and they're like have to go back and look at everything leading up to this to work out what could have happened. And there's another sort of sub-mystery where – Isabella wants to leave the family business, but in order to do it, mum and dad have given her like one more case, a cold case to try and solve that is really old. But again, that's that like that plot doesn't really start till about generously saying maybe halfway into the book. Most of it is the kind of flashback. Yeah. Little anecdotes, sort of like chapter by chapter little anecdotes about this family, which sort of means that I feel like the first book really is all about premise. It's about setting up who they are and how they interact with each other. And there is kind of a little mystery in it, but I wouldn't say it was central. That's why I feel like this recap is a bit hard to do because it's not plot The heavy. title is quite
1: accurate when it's like the Spellman file, so it's all these different like – Little ideas and sub kind of the things. About the Spellman yeah. family. yeah and then there are times where they are solving things. But mostly they're a sort of wild, wacky.
0: Definitely, like, dysfunctional is their kind of brand, and it's very humorous in, like, that's, that would be kind of the tone it was. Oops, sorry. The tone it's trying to set would be humorous. I think anything Screwball beyond, comedy. I think that's the sure, tone that it's yeah, to Sure, yeah, sure. So, okay, well, saying that that was mostly me... Would you recommend The Spellman Files? I actually wouldn't recommend
1: that first book, The Spellman Files. Mm. It wasn't – interestingly, it's the first book in the series, but it wasn't the first book I read. Yeah, The interesting. first book in the series I read was the second one, which I think is called Curse of the Spellmans, mm. and I really enjoyed that one. Mm. And then I went back to the first book, The Spellman Files, and I read it and I found it – I found it actually a little bit sad at times. Sure, because they're like accepting that ha ha ha, this is just the way that we're all, but not really addressing some of those like reasons why these things have happened to all the characters in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It was very like Uncle Ray is like Uncle Ray. Uncle Ray is a
0: deeply, deeply depressing character. Like as in he is so sad. and They call it Uncle Ray's Lost Weekend, which yeah. is like a
1: nod to the Billy Wilder film from yeah. the 50s, which is essentially a lesson about alcoholism
0: yeah, and
1: how it can destroy people. And that's like <laughs> this little kernel mm. within the plot that I felt it didn't do justice to the sort of human pathos is the word I'm thinking of, but I don't think it's the right one.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah.
1: Okay. Like it so, actually needed to be a comedy drama rather than a screwball comedy. Agreed. So I I wouldn't really recommend the first book. I did enjoy the second book. Okay. I I felt it
0: found its feet. I know. As I was reading it, I was like, Amy is going to tell me that the first just set up the world and after that they could just run with it. I don't think they needed to spend that much time setting up the world. I didn't think the world was particularly complex. (laughs)
1: Because the fact that I was able to get into the second book without having engaged in the setup of the world and just sort of run with it.
0: Mm.
1: The other thing is the first book – there were some narrative devices that emerge in the second book. Like, I really enjoyed the footnotes. Sure, right. Where so Izzy's writing in first person, and she's like, you know, we'll fill you in on particular things. Yeah. And in the second book, there's this whole sort of funny subplot involving like Doctor Who, which okay. I quite enjoyed. enjoyed. Yeah, but the first book didn't have that. Yeah, sort of right. narrative device in it. And the first book didn't have the same type of narrative devices and I felt it meant that it wasn't able to fully achieve that sort of screwball comedy tone also because of the sort of darkness mm. within it because sure. very much Uncle Ray's character and Ray, the younger daughter, who the plot sort of centres around in mm. the first book, is named after Uncle Ray. So yeah. it's it's not really easy to ignore this sort of presence of Uncle Ray's sadness. Yeah. So I didn't really enjoy that second book i enjoyed the third book i similarly didn't enjoy it had a We're lot not of, darkness any in of it. these books but by all means carry on and the fourth book i really enjoyed okay so it was a bit hit and miss for me over the course sure. of the series okay. i don't think you need to read the Spellman files the first book mm. to engage with the series yeah fair. particularly because of the back and forth in time flashback way it's told
0: and is the second book told the same way? They're all told the same yeah, way. Yeah, cool. Okay.
1: Like some of them, I think the fourth book starts in the middle of the story. Yeah, right. And then goes yeah. backwards. Yeah. The characters were quite funny. Mm. I There were some of them I really enjoyed spending time with. Yeah. Um, I liked Mr. Spellman, the dad. Mm. I liked – Izzy was a bit annoying at times because she's sort of – like she could be competent.
0: Yeah, but kind of is like really leaning into – Being like the screw up of the family. Yeah. Whereas if she just
1: accepted that she actually knew what she was doing, Mm. I think I would have liked her more as a character. And I found Ray, the youngest daughter, really irritating, (laughs) which made it a challenge to therefore empathize or care when she got abducted. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a bit of a mixed bag for me. Fair enough. Okay. I really enjoyed the second book. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I've reread the second book and I've reread the fourth book, Return of the Spellman's, but I haven't gone near any of them. I think there's six.
0: Yeah, okay. Near any of the
1: others because that was enough for me. Yeah. In terms of the story, what about you?
0: So I read this book a really long time ago and didn't finish it. Like it didn't do it for me, and so. Reread it recently because you said, you know, we decided to talk about it on the podcast and didn't, like, it was a slog. I found this a real challenge to get through, largely for all the reasons that you're talking about, but I don't have the, I think, the benefit of having read other ones where I did enjoy these characters. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the jumping around, I didn't enjoy the jumping around in time. I deeply disliked Izzy. I deeply disliked her. I felt like everything she said was just making excuses for bad behavior. So I didn't want to be in her head. I didn't. Mm. And then when she was kind of jumping backwards and forwards in time and saying, you know, from essentially a voice of, of authority, you know, you need to understand this to understand that and blah, blah, blah. I kind of also didn't trust her. You know what I mean? I felt like she was an unreliable be... narrator. Absolutely, I was. I just felt the whole time it would be really interesting if this was narrated by someone who, who wasn't you, or to read the same book twice because I think everyone's perspective would be very, very different in the family. They're also that could have been an interesting approach actually to yeah. tell the
1: one story because the the sort of narrative complexity wasn't massive. The in that story first is book, very simplistic. But do it from. You know, yeah, Ray's version yeah. and play with that concept of the unreliable narrator. Yeah,
0: mm. because I did not enjoy sitting with Izzy for the entire book. The I didn't – yeah. I didn't – I because I didn't like the family, I just don't like them. I think they don't respect each other. I think a lot of them don't respect themselves. I think they all act like they know better and just steamroll over one another. They're just mm. everything that I don't enjoy about people – who don't relate well to others. Do you know what I mean? That all of that kind of, it just feels so selfish and self-interested and self-entitled that they just, it just didn't work for me as a group of people. And I guess I can see the concept, I can see kind of how obviously in, in later books the idea is this, you know, Ray running away and – well, actually, cut that out. We'll have to start again. What, the, what has happened in this book could bring them all closer together
1: and yes. could,
0: make them, could make them take care of each other a bit better and make them try to understand each other and try to be more, you know, a little bit more selfless and a bit more kind of a team, like a family team. Do you feel, based on your reading of this book, that that will happen in other I- books? No, because mm. I feel like if the, not, not, and again, not in a mean way, because I haven't written it, but I feel like if the author had the insight to do that, this book would have been different. Because, like, the way Uncle Ray was dealt with in this book was horrible. Like, the way they all just are like, well, if, Ray wants to kill himself with drugs and alcohol and you know waste all his money and stuff then that's his choice he's an adult. And Ray had a had a trauma like he he used to be a really nice guy who had a you know had his whole life ahead of him kind of thing. And then something and I won't spoil it but something really bad happens to Uncle Ray. And nobody does anything about it. Like, there's yeah, no... Yeah, that's what I mean, like, the sort of, yep. that tragedy no and the one darkness tries to help wasn't, him.
1: wasn't addressed and everyone's sort of pursuing their own, their own, like, little objective and They're David, so who's sort alone. of the normal one, just is tapped out of the family. It does, the later books bring in more people and that helps.
0: But I don't... That really helps. But I could read something else, I guess, is the yeah. thing for me as well. Mm. And I think if I was after this kind of thing and I think... You know, this other series also has problems, like is problematic in a lot of ways too. But if I was after this kind of thing, I would read Stephanie Plum. If I was after like plucky young woman takes on crime to solve mysteries, etc., on her own, not a part of a police force or anything like that, kind of one handed, I would do read the first Stephanie eleven Plum. novels of Stephanie yep. Plum. Yeah, because yeah, because also. Her being a PI, like they talk, they use that all the way through as an excuse for why they invade people's privacy and are just totally untrustworthy, unpleasant people that you would want absolutely nothing to do with. And the, and it t- tries to have this tone where it's like, we know we're unlikable, <laughs> but that just makes me angrier because if you know you're so unlikable, couldn't you – Try and be more likable? Be more likable or don't say that as though now I can like you because you're still unlikable. You've acknowledged that you're unlikable. i like,
1: oh, thanks for letting me know. Okay, I can like you now. I can like
0: you now. Yeah. Now it's I'm cute. I'm glad you're aware. Now it's cute and plucky. Like, it's still not. You're still, like, a bit mm. of a horrible person. Anyway, so I just felt like I just – yeah, it just – I didn't like anyone enough. And then in this particular book, if you take sort of that away – it was all backstory and every every kind of chapter was a new plot of an anecdote of how horrible everybody was to each other and new ways that they were hurting each other and invading each other's privacy. But covered as pranking. But covered as pranking, but there's nothing loving or delightful that happens at all. So if all you ever say to someone, even if it's always a joke, is horrible things, then at the end of the day when you tally it up, All you've ever said to them are horrible things, and that's what this family is like. Mm. It's all joking and mucking around or revenge or, you know, the war on blah, blah. But at the end of the day, all you've ever done is be at war with each other, be antagonistic towards each other. All you've ever done with one another as a family is try to one-up or beat or win. Mm. And... It's gross, and I didn't enjoy reading about it. And then in terms of the mystery, oh, God, all of the mysteries were solved with, like, one page. None of them actually solved it. So Isabella didn't work it out, not any of the two mysteries. The cold case, the solution to the cold case, someone came and picked her up in their car, who had been a character she had questioned about the cold case, drove her to a location, told her the answer to the cold case, And drove her home. That's how she solved the mystery. It was so pointless. Isn't that a spoiler? No. (laughs) No, it's not. Because the spoiler is there's nothing
1: to spoil. It's such a pity that we insist on reviewing the first book. We don't have to. We could have reviewed the second book, but, but we you never told do. Me to review this the one. The Spellman Files. This was yeah, because, yours. It's, because it's interesting that that's the first one and that does the setup of the worlds and the characters. And it's so... Terrible. It's so problematic.
0: I didn't that enjoy then, it.
1: Like, I think if I'd read that book first, I would not have progressed with the series. I not read But because I read the second book... Yeah. I then progressed with the series. I yeah. went back to it. I purchased it. I regretted buying it. I've only read it the one time because in the other books there's enough footnote reference to it that you really don't need to have read yes. the horrible backstory within that first book to just continue. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it
0: has kind of ruined it for me. I certainly will not be reading any more of them. So I guess my, to sum up, mine would be, I cannot weigh in as to whether or not skipping the first book and going to the second book is the way to go. And if the things that I dislike about it would be solved or mitigated by other things in later books. But based on like, as a person who's just read the first book, my recommendation is don't bother. Mm. Go read Stephanie Plum if you haven't read it. If you have read it, read it again. I think my...
1: Summary is: Don't bother with the Spellman files. If you want a screwball comedy with a dysfunctional family, do f- jump into the second one, Curse of the Spellmans. Mm. But if you, if you're someone who needs characters to essentially get a sort of resolution, you know, like you, you See, want there I to be a argue... comeuppance, or like if you're going to be no, horrible, wants, there should be a, something that, like, some kind of consequence.
0: Yeah, a character development or growth. But also, I think I needed them to be deeper. I think I needed them to be more complicated and deeper. I'm all for flawed characters. I don't need everyone to be a happy family. Oh, no. But this was just very... Like, I, I found it very two dimensional, screwball. Yep. Everyone is selfish and everyone is invading people's privacy because we're all PIs. And it never went beyond that. And not
1: enjoyable screwball in the sense of bringing up baby where there's just lots of situational ridiculous Absolutely. But the people the in it are love. delightful.
0: The, yeah. the objective is love. And that, that actually works. was for me what this book was 100% missing because in the Spellman family, love is about power. Yeah. And it's about winning. And it's about being right. And yes. knowledge. Yes. And all of that is what love is about for them. Uh, yeah. So I just felt like it lacked it lacked that heart. It was a family with no heart yes, for me. I think that's an accurate description.
1: Mm. Um, one upmanship.
0: Yep. Tallies. Tallies and points and grudges and whatever. And I was just like, meh.
1: This is and it was covered as like this is just the rule book of our family.
0: Yes and every every little extra anecdote i read just made me feel like none of you have this sorted out you're all making each other miserable you actually should stop hanging out with each other go all your separate ways and learn some life lessons and then bring that back to your family to try and love each other and support each other in a way that is even remotely constructive and helpful mm. Yeah, so the I, the problem for me was I didn't get the comedy. You were sort of saying how you felt it was a bit sad. This book for me was, like, unrelentingly sad. Mm. I found it really depressing and it and it didn't mean to be or rather it didn't acknowledge that it was and it tried to make a joke out of it. But it was, like, one of those really awkward conversations that I actually have with quite a lot of mums where they're like, oh, you know, yeah, no, I haven't slept in weeks, but it's oh, it's totally fine. And, oh, I have to show you this picture. We were all out at Woolworths and he took a big dump on the floor and, oh, isn't it funny? And it just goes on and on and on and on relentlessly about how horrible this woman's life now is because she had children. But you're not allowed to say how horrible it is and how – You just have to go <laughs> – You have to go, because oh, 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 you can't get rid of the kid. Like, they live there now. I, I just, it reminded me so much of one of those conversations where I'm I'm like, yes, we do have to make the best of this, but this is your life and it's horrible. I just felt like that for the Spellmans, but they could choose different. That poor mum can't get rid of her kid, but these people could choose to be happier and they just accept their lives yeah. like there's nothing. So it just made me really sad. It made me so sad. Mm. So- and when it wasn't doing that, it made me really bored. <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good summary. Mm. So we will we, we'll call
1: this. It's very much in the trash category, hundred percent. But I just wouldn't read it, mm. and and not in the beloved trash. Not in
0: a beloved trash way category. Yeah. Mm. All right, and that's it. Thank you once again for joining us for another trash or treasure. We will hopefully hear you again next week, where yes. we will bring you more spoiler free recommendations. Maybe maybe not recaps etc of whatever we read. And until then, happy, happy reading. reading.